Welcome to day four of our look through 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and daily drive time devotions. We're looking at the last part of verse 5 through verse 8 today. And let me begin by reading verse 8 to you. Because I think in verse 8 is something we all desire for our lives. Paul writes to the Thessalonians and he says, The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we don't need to say anything about it. I wouldn't want to have that kind of faith, the kind of faith that, that rings out, that's, that's known everywhere, that makes a difference in people's lives. The question is, how do I get there? Because for many of us, that just seems so far away. It, it feels honestly like level 50 of a video game where I can't even figure out level one. And the danger in that is, the danger in that is we become a fake. I know I can't get there, I feel I can't get there, but I want to make a difference with my life, and so I'll fake it. You do not have to do that. God has a process of growth in every one of our lives that does take time, but it's also guaranteed by His Spirit in our lives and His love in our lives. We can short-circuit the process by trying to go too fast or deciding to be a fake, but when I put faith in God, when I put trust in God and His process in my life, He grows me. And I do become someone who's being able to be used of God so that the message can ring out. Let me go back to the last part of verse 5 and then read all the way through verse 8 again. What's the process? Paul says, you know how we lived among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. And you welcomed the message with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. Those were the nearby regions to where they were. And the Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we don't need to say anything about it. You see the three-part process? He says, first, you became imitators. Second, you welcomed the message. Those two things go together. And third, you became a model. First, he says, you became imitators. You want to grow to be all that God wants you to be? It starts with becoming an imitator. He says, you became imitators of us, and of the Lord. You might be thinking now, wait, 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 wait. I thought you said we weren't supposed to be a fake. So what is this about imitation? Well, imitate, the Greek word mimetes here is to mimic. And what I would say to you is this, don't fake, do imitate. Now, what, what's the difference? Well, to fake is to pretend to be something that you're not. To imitate is to intentionally model your actions after someone else. And that is where everyone starts. Without a model, you will not get anywhere. There's this idea, this false idea that many of us have that somehow just springing out of my goodness, just springing out of my own energy, I'm going to figure this whole thing of the Christian life out. Paul says it does not work that way. He says, I imitated Jesus Christ, and now you imitate me. You have to have someone that models for you how to live the life that God's given you to live. Someone has to show you how. So you drop your pride and you let someone else show you how. You also drop your fear. Because as you learn how, you'll quickly develop your own style, your own personality will come through. Inevitably, it'll shine through. So the idea that if I imitate someone else and how they're doing something, that somehow I'm going to become a fake, that's just not true. No, you model it after someone else. How do you learn to pray? You listen to someone that prays a genuine prayer to God, and you begin by imitating that, but then 
very quickly your own heart, your own life, your own personality begins to shine through. How do you learn to teach God's word or to study God's word? Well, you find someone who's doing it and you follow them, you do it like they're doing it, but then very soon your own style, your own personality starts to shine through. There is a big difference between being a fake and imitating the actions of someone else. Someone who is a fake acts like they've got it all figured out already. But someone who's willing to imitate says, I need someone else to show me how. This is how to get past that, I'll never be where you are feeling that many of us have. We see someone who's way ahead of us in faith, years ahead of us, and we think, I'm never gonna be there, and it discourages us. How do you get past that feeling, I'll never be where you are? Be where they are, do what they do. One of the most famous books in all of Christian history is Thomas Kempis's book, The Imitation of Christ. And the title comes from these verses. That is our goal. The, the reason I imitate the actions of someone else is because they're learning how to live life from Jesus Christ. Other people can help me towards that goal of imitating, living life, modeling my life after Jesus Christ. First, you become imitators. Many people miss this part of the process. So they never grow like God wants them to grow. But once you realize that's the first step, it becomes a little more simple. You became imitators. Second, he said, you welcome the message. In fact, he says, you welcome the message in spite of suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. Welcome the message. Let God's message in the front door of your life. Welcome it. Don't keep it out on the porch while you consider whether you want to follow or not. No, you welcome the message in. And I love the honest balance about life in this world in this welcome. He says you welcomed it in spite of suffering. If you're going to do anything good, anything right, anything holy, it's going to be in spite of the circumstances. If you think God's going to give you perfect circumstances in order to be able to serve him well, you haven't read the Bible. There is not one person of faith in the Bible who had perfect circumstances. No, they, they all go through the same circumstances that everyone else goes through, and sometimes worse. The Thessalonians were going through severe suffering. We, we talked yesterday about the fact that at the very beginning of this church, it started to be persecuted. But even in spite of the fact that they were being persecuted, that others were looking down on them because of their faith and were rejecting them because of their faith, they continued to have faith. But the balance is not just the suffering. He says, in spite of suffering, with joy, joy given by the Holy Spirit. The spiteful circumstances of life cannot take away the Spirit's joy. Circumstances are on the outside. Joy is on the inside. And when I listen to what the Spirit has to say, I'm going to hear joy. I'm going to hear hope. I'm going to hear that whatever circumstances I'm going through, He has a work to do in my life. You welcome the message, He said. You don't keep it at arm's length. You welcome the message into your life. So the question is, what message from God right now are you holding at arm's length? What do you not want to let in? Maybe it's frightening to you because you feel like you could never live out that message. Or it's frightening to you because you feel like the changes that that message would bring would somehow ruin your life. Well, God's not out to ruin your life. He's out to bring you joy. What message are you holding at arm's length? Admit it now and say, how can I welcome the message? What's this process of change that happened in the Thessalonian church? Well, they, they became imitators. They welcomed the message. And then because of those two things, they became a model. It's pretty simple. They became a model because they imitated, they, they followed others, they welcomed God's message in their life instead of holding it at arm's length. And before long, 
Before long, if you do that, you're showing someone else. I have to admit, a lot of people stumble here. They're willing to learn, but they are not willing to be a model to someone else. They look at themselves and they think, I know I don't have it all together. And honestly, they're a little afraid of the responsibility of being a model to someone else. And so they, they never allow themselves to move to a place where they're influencing others. They always hold that off in their lives. They always say, oh, don't follow me. And if someone tries, they, they might even intentionally do something that causes somebody not to follow them. What they don't realize is we are all models whether we want to be or not. People are watching you. If you decide to take your faith only so far and then put on some false face of humility and refuse to become a faith leader to those around you, you are modeling exactly that to the people that are around you. And there will be people who follow you in that. Now, I know it's frightening to think I'm a model of faith to someone else because we all know we're not perfect. We all know that we've sinned. We all know that we continue to sin, even as believers in Christ. Whatever is not from faith is sin. So there's not a day in my life that I don't sin. God's not looking for perfect models. He's looking for models of faith in Jesus Christ. And so you say to people, one of the things I want to model for you is that I am not perfect, but I want to model for you how to follow Jesus Christ and how when you realize the imperfections in your life to bring them to him, to recognize his forgiveness and to trust him for change. Imitate, welcome, model. That's the simple process. Let's talk to God about it. Jesus, the challenge to imitate you, to live life like you live life. At first glance, it seems so huge. It seems so beyond us. And yet when we read your word and we realize you've given us a church, you've given us a small group, you've given us others around us that can help us to learn how. And that as one of us is strong in Bible study and others of us imitate that, we all become stronger. Another of us is strong in prayer and we all imitate that, we all become stronger in prayer. Another is strong in compassion, we all imitate that, we all become stronger in compassion. We all have something that can help others to learn. So God, help us to offer ourselves to you. And in as much as we follow Christ, help us to help others to follow you. Lord, in this moment, we welcome your message into our lives. And if there is a place where we've been holding your message, your truth, your call, your direction at arm's length, God, give us the courage. Give me the courage to drop my arm, to open the door, and to say, God, I don't know what's going to happen, I'm afraid of what's going to happen, but I trust you. And so I open the door and I welcome your message in. I welcome what you want to do in my life because it is better than anything I could imagine. Welcome, Jesus Christ. In your name, amen. Well, tomorrow we'll end our look together at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 with a look at verses 9 and 10.